Thank you for joining us today with Newly Awakened Ministries. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us with Newly Awakened Ministries. And I am so excited to start this new series um, that we are starting today. And it's actually coming from a book that I have been writing for a few years. And it's been taking a process as it is a very spiritual book, a biblical book, and things that I don't think you will often hear from the pulpit. And so, you know, the Lord, he has been developing these messages in me. And so as he's been developing these messages in me, he's been taking me through experiences. He's been taking me through, uh, you know, different walks of life. And it has been a really great journey and it is still an amazing journey. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of growth that happens when God gives you a word. You know, often you see that word tested and proven in your own life. And so what I'm about to say today is not just something that came out of the air, but I believe that it is, that they are messages that the Holy Spirit has given me from his word. And, you know, that just shows who he is. And so the title of the book is Revelations from the Secret Place, with subtitle, How Holy Spirit Reveals His Secrets. And so I'm going to read the introduction before we jump into the message. You know, the purpose of this book is to help people who hear from the Holy Spirit and about his words, and sometimes do not know how to put the one and one together, to put the one and one of his mysteries together, to make them completely make sense. You know, it is also to bring new insight to the word of God, you know, just through my own personal perspective, and things that the Holy Spirit, he has shown me, and his explanations that came to, you know, from his word. And out of the Holy Spirit, he wants to bring clarity to whatever he reveals. But, you know, like I said before, this is a personal walk that the Lord has given through me. Um, it's, it's not a different gospel. It's just a different perspective. And I believe these messages, you know, I believe some people would benefit from hearing them. You know, how he speaks to me might not be the same way he speaks to you. You know, in the book, it contains many different revelations from God, um, and they are spoken and they were released in many different ways and different avenues in which the ways the Lord speaks. You know, not many of the revelations come through the same way twice, but the knowledge and the revelation carry out through the word of God. You know, the Lord showed me through many conversations with mighty men and women of God, um, that the love language that he communicates with everyone, it's not so much like that's very different, but it is very unique. You know, there was this quote that I heard from, uh, from Mrs. Brevere one time, and she was like, you know, God, he does not love everyone equally he loves them uniquely because they all have a 
special place in his heart and the makeup of the love will look different. And so the way that he also will share himself, it's not always going to be the same or with the equal amount, but it's going to be unique. And so just to continue, for many of the conversations that I did have with the people about their walk with the Lord and what he was speaking to them on that day, uh, you know, not just what they've been studying, but, you know, when you ask someone, you know, what has God been speaking to you? It actually brings a demand on their calling and it actually refreshes parts of their purpose that sometimes you don't even know because it rec- it makes them recognize what is God doing in my life? And so on a few occasions, you know, some of my friends, they could not tell me what God was doing because you know, sometimes they did not know, or it was so intimate and private, they didn't do it. But the when they did share it with me, I was able to gain some insight and perspective on the way God would speak to other people. And their perspective helped open up my mind, open up my heart, and open my spirit, and allow the Lord to communicate me, or communicate with me through the different avenues. And so whenever someone speaks to you about their revelation or their new insight or even perspective on the word of God, ask them about their process. You know, the place where God has to take them from point A to point B. You know, there might even be more points. There might be a a long elaboration on what God has been speaking to them. And it's been either a quick download or it's been a process they've been walking out for a very long time because you know the process it is very important and once you have clarity of the process the growth can truly take its place and even bring you to a different level of understanding and you know some people their processes might look like doing a deep dive word search in the word of god or finding a top a topic in the Bible and looking through the whole Bible for that one topic. Or they might, you know, have parts of the word that are relatable in their season. You know, others, God might give them a download in the spirit. Like, you know, boom, here's, here's some information for your spirit, man. And it's about the word and it is to edify them and also edify the body. Or, you know, God will even speak through visions and even dreams or words of knowledge. And, you know, but it's to understand what God is showing them. And so those are very important things to understand, to comprehend that God, he wants to speak through us, you know, in many different ways. They're not all the same. But very importantly for this book, It is important to know that the Old Testament reveals the work of the New Testament. Whatever happens in the Old Testament, we know, according to Hebrews, that it was only a foreshadow that, you know, of what was to come of the work of the New Testament actions. You know, it, some of the people's process may be full of symbolism and, you know, that's what I love to see is the parallels that God does from Old Testament to New Testament 
And that's what we are going to be doing a little bit today. Um, and, you know, we're going to start in with chapter one. And so I just want to say before we even read this book, before we even listen to this message, you know, let's pray together. Holy Spirit, thank you for your word. I ask that you reveal yourself to me in a new way. Open up my ears and speak to me in a way that I can hear, hear you. Open up my eyes and reveal yourself in a way that I can see, see you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And so this revelation, the Lord, he had given to me in about 2015. And I was sitting in my bed. At, you know, I was a first year, almost graduating my first year of ministry school. And he told me to start reading the book of Acts. And so I started, and when I hit chapter seven, we have to understand some things started to happen. You know, Stephen, he is being persecuted, and he's actually about to make history of becoming the first martyr for Christ, for being murdered for his faith, for what he believed in, knowing that Jesus Christ, he was the one and true Messiah, that he was the Christ. And so through Stephen's persecution, he's actually brought up to a court and he is being heard by all of these people. And actually, Stephen, he starts giving the account in the history between God and man, you know, from the very beginning and even the covenant that God made with Abraham. And then he starts going to Moses. And this is what really caught my attention, is that if we go to Acts chapter 7, the main point is in verse 30, um, where he says, like, you know, he, he goes through all of these things, what God is saying to them and giving to the message for, you know, Egypt, for Israel. But it says, after 40 years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai in the flame of a burning thorn bush. An angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai in the flame of a burning thorn bush. And I was like, whoa, there's just this little key here. And that this bush had thorns on it. Why is that important? It might not sound like a really big deal to some people, but for me, I was like, this is some information that we've never heard before, um, you know, throughout the Old Testament. And it wasn't a mistake because we can even jump down to verse 35. You know, he repeats himself. He says, this Moses who they disowned saying, who made you the ruler and a judge? Is like, is the one God sent to be both ruler and deliverer with the help of an angel who appeared to him in the thorn bush? Okay, so you guys might be a little confused. Like, why am I making such a big deal about thorns? Because the thorns mean something. Okay, when God, you know, had to speak, you know, the curse upon the man on mankind when mankind came in unity 
to disobey him, to become in rebellion with him. You know, God, he allowed, you know, for thorns and thistles and, you know, all these things to start popping up on the ground that we would actually taste death. You know, we can go into a very deep dive of that, and we will later on into the book and in this podcast. But we have to understand that the curse of God came when we came in unity as mankind to rebel against God. And so a result was that we would taste death, that women would, you know, feel pain in childbirth, that we would have to work, you know, really hard with the sweat of our back. And that thorns and thistles were going to, you know, come up and choke out some of the crops and we would have to tend to the land just to survive. And so part of the curse was these thorns. And so why was it important that God spoke through, spoke to Moses through something that contained a curse? And not only that, what was that message? So if we go back. Exodus 3, we actually see where God is telling Moses to go to Pharaoh and tell him, let my people go. He's telling the enemy of his people, let my people go. And he even refers to to Israel as his son, saying, let my son go. So we can actually take in this account that there's this message from God saying, let my people go. But why are the thorns important? Because now we have to go to where, where are thorns referred in with Jesus? And we can actually go to the crucifixion. When Jesus, when he was being persecuted, when he was being beaten and whipped on our behalf, he also received a crown of thorns on the top of his head that pierced his temple. We have to understand that Christ, he was taking on the curse of humanity on him. It was very symbolic saying, I am taking on the curse to break the curse that was between God and man and now bring unity between the spirit of God and mankind with human flesh. And why is that important with this message in particular? It's because when Jesus was on the cross, he was having the thorns and he was actually sharing the same message He was telling the enemy, let my people go. So now we have to see that there are two instances that God, he was speaking through something that had thorns on it. And he was saying the exact same message. In Exodus 3, he was telling telling Pharaoh, let my people go. He was telling the enemy of my people, let my people go go and in the same thing in the crucifixion when jesus was on the cross he was telling the enemy of his people let my people go 
And the first time God said it with a statement. And the second time it was with a payment. And we have to understand that God, he did not make a, like, you know, Jesus, he was not making a payment to the devil. Okay. He was making a statement of deliverance to the enemy of his people in Exodus three. And then he was making a declaration to the gates of hell to let my people go. And the payment that he was making was actually unto the father. He was actually making it unto the behalf of us to enter into heaven, to have all of eternity with him. He was actually becoming our atonement. That blood sacrifice, that blood payment was to wash and remove our sins. And so he was breaking off the curse of sin. And he was telling the enemy, let my people go. And he was telling the enemy uh, and that was even of sin, let my people go. And so, guys, there is more than we can know. And that I actually want to deep into deep dive into in the following weeks with you, with different ways God, He was speaking to us. And even the revelations that we could see. And so, what was the big revelation of this? This one was symbol symbolism. It was something that was very profound that Jesus took on the curse of humanity on himself and broke the curse. But there was also a message that he was speaking while he was on the cross. And so for this week, that is where we are going to end our podcast and next week we are going to go into accounts where jesus he took on sin and became sin and he rose up in authority guys i am just so thankful that we are able to go on this process and you together and so thank you for listening and let's just pray real quick father we just thank you for today, God. We just thank you for whoever's ears are hearing this. We ask that they are ministered to. God, let their hearts and their eyes be open to you. God, we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that for the just the comforter and the friend that you are to us, Holy Spirit. We thank you for the blood of the Son. We thank you for the resurrection of the Son. God, we thank you for what you are doing in our hearts and our minds and in our lives. God, we just thank you, God, for even this message to hit someone's heart. God, we ask for just even the spirit of revelation to open up someone's eyes and to ask to see you and to hear you in a new way like they never have before. For. So, Father, we thank you for all that you have in store for us, and we just thank you for uh, even good study and for new revelations to come up, even while we go through this book. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's Fuel the Flame from Newly Awakened Ministries. 
You can follow Newly Awakened Ministries on Facebook and Instagram. You can also connect with us through newlyawakenedministries.com.